turn the lights back on now. We're watching, watching as the credits all roll down. I'm crying, crying. No, we're playing to a full house. House. No heroes spilling points of blame while the lid roses fill the stage and the thrill, the thrill is gone. Was a masterpiece, but in the end, for you and me, hope this show it can't go on. We used to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, 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 oh. And wave out to the
to the Daniel Werbin Show, coming to you live from the Dreamaginate Sports Studios. It is April 8th, 2019, the very, very first show of the Daniel Workman Show. Thanks for tuning in. It is going to be a long, wild ride over however long this show lasts, but uh, welcome, welcome, in it is 9 a.m. on the East Coast. This is your 6 a.m. West Coast wake up call, all time zones in between and around the world. Thanks for tuning in. Um, this is going to be a show that covers the sport of soccer, football, as it should be covered. It's going to go behind the scenes, it's going to look at what we're doing right, what could be done better. We are going to take um, time to talk to people that work in the game, that love the game. Um, it's it's real easy to to get caught up in um, you know the the things that you like or that you dislike, things that you, you wish were better, and and sometimes that comes off as you're pessimistic or you're you're negative, but. Um, you know, just just like my shirt here, Pro Rail for USA. Um, you know, that that tagline is is a tagline of optimism. Uh, it is it has been painted as a criticism or or negativity, but actually it's positive. And the reason why I say that it's positive is because Pro Rail for USA promotion and relegation. This this open system of connected leagues is about opportunity and that is really what the federation the u.s soccer federation should be about and this show is is going to 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 go into the grassroots it's going to go into all levels all sectors all areas of america europe south america around the world and look at the game we're going to talk the game we are going to um, get insights from people in the game. And, uh, and so I, I look forward to, um, you know, having, uh, some, some, some opportunities to do that in upcoming shows today's show. Uh, in just a little bit, we are going to be joined by Chris Kessel and, uh, Chris and I've been working on, um, a project and uh, maybe you've heard about it, but we're going to get into to more of that uh, coming up here in, in just a little while. And 
as we as we as we do that, I hope that you're going to get some insight into some things that um, you know could be done better. And and part of that actually ties into to the shirt that I've got on today, the Pro Rail for USA shirt. Um, and and so when when I was looking at this show, when I was looking at this entire project, it really started from a uh, an experience that I had about a year and a half ago. And, and that experience was that I, I was able to work with and, and run the campaign for president of U.S. soccer for Eric Winalda. And in that, that time of, of going around the country, meeting uh, people um, all over the country, in state associations, in soccer organizations, soccer clubs around the country, um, it was it was obvious that one of the things that was not happening in the U.S. was a a deep uh, media presence, uh, an authentic media presence, and so um, you know, unfortunately, uh, we we didn't win the election. But um, we we learned a lot, and uh, in some cases, it was a it was a really expensive education. Um, but we 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 learned a lot nonetheless. And and one of the things that I learned was that we've got to do a better job of informing, educating, connecting people around the country with good information, and uh, and and teaching people. Uh, what is and what should be, what could be. And, you know, there, there, there are times where when you disagree with someone, um, you know, th- th- there may be maybe frustration and there may be uh, a, a desire for, um, you know, uh, you to stop making noise, stop um, asking for change, asking for reform, uh, etc. And in this case, it's not coming from a place of negativity. Instead, I view American soccer, I view the United States of America as potentially the greatest soccer country on earth if we do the right things. Giving opportunity to every club in America giving access to every club in America means we literally turn the lights on all over the country for players, for coaches, for families, for executives. Right now, most of the country is dark. It is it is like 1989, 1990. Cell phones have just hit the market and you can only use them in a few cities, uh, maybe on an interstate. But if, if you go very far off of, of a main highway or a, a main hub, you're not going to get any cell coverage. And that's what American soccer is. And it's due to our system. And, and it doesn't have to be that way. It shouldn't be that way. The Federation should be working for everyone. And that means providing opportunity for everyone, not deciding who the winners and losers are. Instead, they should be the ones building the interstates that connect everyone. That's the structure. That's the system. And, and, and so 
until those things happen, we're going to continue to to have frustrations that we're going to continue to see the country underperform. We are going to continue to see in, in some areas where we've been ahead that our head start or our lead is 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 shrinking or gone in the case of the women's national team program um, as other countries are investing more and more to to build their game and grow their game and um, and so until the federation the united states soccer federation begins to wrap its arms around every single club not through through words not through a a program of you know we're, we're gonna r run out a marketing program and, and say this is you know soccer for everybody or soccer for all not taglines those are meaningless real substantive structural changes that unites everyone so if if you're tuning in and and you're trying to figure out what in the world um is promotion and relegation if you're if you're an american sports fan probably the easiest way to explain this system and why it's so important would be to look at baseball in baseball you have major league baseball and you've got your you know 30 teams around the country and below that you have triple a baseball and then double a single a etc etc and in a system of promotion and relegation, what would happen is if you were in in you know Memphis, Tennessee, you've got a Triple A baseball team. If if that team won their league or finished in the top, say two or three places in their league, the next year Memphis would be playing Major League Baseball. And if you have done a really really terrible job of running your team teams that have struggled traditionally in the past like the pittsburgh pirates uh, recently some with the the atlanta braves um, and other teams if you struggle really really bad you would go down to triple a and then you would kind of regroup and work your way back up but what would happen is every city in america would be connected to the same setup the same structure and you would have players um, that would be playing with those teams, working their way with their club to the big leagues. And it doesn't mean you wouldn't have trades. It doesn't mean you wouldn't have you know player movement. In fact, you would probably have more freedom of player movement in that scenario just because of some of the the clauses and contracts as pertaining to Major League Baseball versus versus AAA versus Double A, et cetera, et cetera. So. What that does, though, is it turns the lights on in every community. And if you are, are one of those cities right now that has a minor league baseball team, it probably doesn't get into the community in a real way right now. If, if you're a kid growing up in, in, in a city with a double-A team, Chances are you're you're not seeing their scouts come to your little league baseball games. They're not coming to your high school baseball games. 
they're not working with you on a uh, in a serious way. They might bring you in for a paid camp because it's a fundraiser for their their minor league baseball team, but they're not really developing talent in their market because their players come from wherever the big league clubs send that talent from. You know, they get drafted, etc. What happens in an open system around the world when we talk about soccer or football is that these players are discovered and, and developed right in the backyards of these clubs. So now you, you have a vested interest for that club to get into its community, to find the talent, to develop the talent, to find coaches and do a good job with their coaches. And, and when you do that, when you have that system, it means that more people are engaged. The passion level for the game rises across the country, and it benefits every single level of the pyramid. So your top league, your, your second highest league, your third division, your fourth division, everyone is more vested. And when, when you have a league of promotion and relegation, a system of connected leagues, meaning that your, your ability to participate is not based on just writing a check. It's sporting merit. It's what you do on the field that matters. If you win, you can go up. If you lose, you go down. And when you have that kind of system, what, what happens is that the, the, the connection, the connectivity, the, the, um, ability for for a player to come from places you would never expect all of a sudden becomes not just a possibility it becomes a reality there there are places in america right now where there will never be under our current system there will never be a u.s soccer scout there will never be there um they will never show up they have no reason to. There's no major league soccer team around. There's no development academy around. And so a U.S. soccer scout is not going to be here. They're not going to show up. They're not going to come to that place where you live. If you're in one of those zones, and they're, and these zones are massive. Geographically, they are massive. So right now, the only way that you can get seen in the current system is you have to go to them. A family either has to move, a family has to uh, send their child away. Um, in the case uh, of of Chris Richards, and uh, you know he's from Alabama and and has to leave home to to go to Texas to try to chase the dream because staying in Alabama was not an option to get seen. It was not an option to make it. And so that's part of the problem with our system is that you are, are, are not able, regardless of where you live, to get access to those opportunities without a major hardship of moving somewhere else. So to, to think about this in, in comparison to Europe, if because of the geography and the size, um, if... Imagine growing up in, in a country like Portugal and there was no access, no opportunity. 
there was no Benfica. There, you know, there there was no infrastructure of top level access. You would have players completely in the dark, unseen, unable to to make it, um, and that is a travesty, and and it's unnecessary. Um, and so, when when we talk about promotion and relegation, we look at you know, ProRail for USA, when we look at where we are as a country, um, you know, there are times where where we are critical of the current setup and critical of the, you know, landscape as it is now. But it's it's criticism from the standpoint of how do we get better? How do we improve? How do we find the next great player? How do we get access to more of those players? How do we improve the base of our talent pool? How do we get better in the grassroots? How do we help educate families with young kids, you know, six and under, that that area, that, that uh, grouping of ages, that Tom Beyer has spoken about so frequently and in, in terms of developing players in the home with families. These are areas where the Federation could be doing a better job, should be, in my view, doing a better job. And, you know, we're going to have a hard time getting there, uh, as I've seen it, uh, going back to the campaign, Unless we begin to shine a spotlight on these issues, talk about these issues, and um, and, and you know we're gonna have fun doing it, and 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 we're going to um, you know look at all kinds of situations and scenarios. But I've I've per- personally witnessed uh, with my own kids this obstacle of our system, and had to take my kids all over the country and into Europe. Uh, for access and for opportunity because it doesn't exist even where where I live. So um, it, it is definitely uh, something that has to get better, needs to get better, should get better. And, and hopefully in time um, we can get there. And th- that's part of the reason why I look forward to um, having Chris on the show here in just a few minutes because we're going to get into... Um, one of the campaigns that we've been uh, working together on um, in, in looking at, you know, what it's about and how that can help us begin a conversation with U.S. soccer and, and really look at, you know, what we can do to, um, to, to get things moving forward. So anyway, think, thanks for, for tuning in and, and for checking out the show for um you know all of the the feedback the the support uh so far it's been uh, amazing um really really uh happy to to get this thing off the ground and launched finally this show began as um a project uh called soccer works it was a short form two-minute daily podcast that started back in the summer of 2018 and, um, you know, as that began to grow, as we began to uh, reach uh, more and more people, talk about all kinds of subjects, um, 
we kind of realized that, you know, maybe there was another chapter, another step that we needed to take in moving uh, this media project forward. And so, so that short form two minute podcast um, was really the seeds of what became this show, the Daniel Workman show, uh, which is going to be a Monday through Friday, uh, 9 a.m. Eastern live show. Um, right now it's going to be uh, about an hour show and, and we're going, we're looking to expand that out, um, here in the next few weeks as we, we work out kinks and bugs and, and all of that, uh, as, uh, as we get going. But, um, you know, the, the, the show also is, is going to, um, the podcast soccer works is also going to, um, in, inspire a, another, uh, show which is going to be Soccer Works uh, TV, and uh, you know you're going to be learning more about that uh, coming up very very soon uh, with a with a big project, big announcement coming here in a few weeks, and and so this show and Soccer Works becoming a TV show, all born out of a two minute short form podcast, which was really an experiment, um, and and it was. Uh, an experiment in a couple ways. One was to see if if I could do that, if I could if I could stay consistent, and make it happen, um, and and so that was one. It was kind of a personal experiment, personal challenge, and and the other aspect was an experiment to see how that would connect with bite sized information being available to people, and it's been a huge success. Um, we we took a, a few weeks off as we were getting ready for um, this show, but we will be kicking back up with uh, Soccer Works um, as a TV show soon. We will continue to post uh, on the podcast uh, episodes and clips and such. So um, we got a lot of things going on. Really, really excited about all that. Um, really excited to, to get um, this show uh, kicked off and live and uh, really look forward to our guest this week, um, today we've got Chris Kessel tomorrow. We will have a uh, Cardiff Krishner, um, on Wednesday, Jack Gidney Thursday, Sheldon Grizzle with, uh, Chattanooga football club and on Friday, John Townsend. So we got a, a full lineup this week of guests that will be joining us each and every day, looking at all kinds of, uh, aspects of American football, um, uh, soccer, uh, global football, um, and, uh, men's women's football. I mean, it's going to be all across the gamut, player development, coaching, uh, et cetera. So, uh, I, I really look forward to those conversations. I think, I think they're going to be a, a blast and, um, and I, and I, I hope that you're able to tune in and if you can't catch us live, it's fine. We will be posting these things on, uh, the, these shows on, on the podcast, and, and you'll be able to also find clips on social media as well. Um, so, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been, it's been a, a project in the making for a while. And uh, no, we've, I know we've been teasing it for a while and people have been asking for a while, like what's going to happen, what's coming up, when, when's it going to launch? When's, when it's, when is it going to go? But uh, we're here. Uh, we had, a, we had a little fun last week with an April fool's joke um and uh but we we were seriously uh launching today and and so we'll be here monday through friday 9 a.m eastern time 
Um, and again, that's your 6 a.m. West Coast wake-up call. I do want to thank um, some clubs who sent in some scarves that uh, are are on the desk here, um, and and we will we will do some some more you know looks behind the scenes of of the setup here um, as we keep going with these shows. Um, but uh, Roosevelt. Uh, Soccer Club, uh, AFC Mobile, Minneapolis City SC, Gulf Coast Rangers FC, uh, Stomish County FC. Thanks, guys, for uh, sending in your scarves, um, stickers, all kinds of things. Uh, I know that that others are are on the way from clubs who have reached out. So thanks uh, thanks for that. Uh, We always like uh, pushing out... um, you know, in promoting uh, clubs all over America uh, to uh, help people get to know more about what you're doing uh, in your neck of the woods. So uh, thanks. Thanks for that stuff. And we look forward to continuing to share that with everyone uh, watching this show and tuning into the show. So um, the the sponsor for today's show is... Um, uh, is a, is an organization that does amazing work around the world. And, um, we get caught up talking about the game and we get, we get into the, the behind the scenes of the game and back and forth. And, and, and you can debate all aspects of soccer, you know, VAR, no VAR offside, no offside, etc. But you can't argue with the fact that charity water is doing amazing work around the globe in terms of bringing, fresh drinking water, clean drinking water to people, um, around the, the, the globe. And so, um, I will, I just, before we continue with Chris, uh, here in, in just a second, I want to, uh, to have you just take a second and watch this, uh, this, this ad from, uh, Charity Water.
Welcome back to the show. Again, that was Charity Water. Check them out. Um, give if you can. They do amazing work around the globe, bringing clean drinking water. And, um, you know, as much as we, we talk about how the beautiful game and soccer and what it does for people around the world, and it does amazing things, um, there's nothing like having the ability to drink clean water. And um, so opens up so many doors. So, you know, do us a favor, check them out, give them some money. Um, we are joined first guest um, uh, to, to come on the show is Chris Kessel. Chris, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me, Dan. So, Chris, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you know, who are you? Where are you from uh, for the audience? Uh, give us a little bit of background of who is Chris Kessel. Well, uh, I am like many of the people listening to the show or watching the show right now. I'm a father of some soccer playing kids. I'm also a volunteer coach. I am an administrator. I run a youth club, the league that my club plays in. I'm also the pres. I mean, I'm also on the board of directors for the West Virginia Soccer Association. Um, I still play soccer. I'm an active old fat guy Sunday league player and, uh, you know, just all around lover of the beautiful game. Well, you and I connected uh, a few years ago uh, through social media as I've connected with so many people here in America and around the globe when it comes to, to the game of, of football, soccer. And, um, you and I have talked uh, on social media, then it became text messages, it became phone calls, meetups in person, uh, became friends over these years. And, and one of the things that kind of brought us together is this uh, idea of promotion and relegation and open access and opportunity. Um, and, and you're in a place in the country in West Virginia, very similar to where I'm from here on the Gulf Coast where you 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 don't have a major league soccer hub uh, that is actively uh, working to scout and discover talent, develop talent in your area. And and so we kind of connected originally through through this topic. And so fast forward a few years um, and and here recently you and I've been working on a campaign um, about a letter uh, that began with a letter that you sent to U.S. Soccer, to FIFA and CONCACAF. Tell us a little bit about that letter. You know, what is it about? What is it asking for? Why is it important? Well, uh, as most people know, Miami FC and Stock AFC both have a case with the uh, Court of Arbitration of Sport, CAS case, um, asking for uh, the FIFA statutes to be followed by U.S. soccer concerning sporting merit. And, um, you know, what we did, you, as most, as many people may, may not know, one of the bylaws that U.S. soccer has in its own bylaws, one of its own rules, is, is it must follow FIFA rules 
as long as they don't violate U.S. law. And there is no U.S. law, you know, banning promotion and relegation. So in our opinion, in my opinion, your opinion, most people's opinion, the uh, U.S. soccer is in violation of FIFA statutes. So the, these two clubs, Miami and Stockade, both um, filed this case. So what we did is we started to reach out to clubs all across the country to um, ask them to support this case and to ask U.S. soccer to engage in the discussion uh, with the club, with clubs from all over the country. How can we make this happen? How can we follow the rules? How can we do the right thing? And um, it started out with us getting 100, you know, clubs and organizations from all over the country to sign on to the letter. And that happened. It took a little bit of work and we got it. And then we sent the letter to, to Carlos Cordero and CONCACAF and FIFA. And, um, and then we went public with the letter. We, we did that at, and we hand delivered it also to, uh, all the members of the uh, FIFA Exco when they had their meeting in Miami and um, we went public with it. And since then we've went from a hundred to well over 275 and coming up on 300 clubs and organizations really, really soon. And um, you know, it's, it's been amazing the feedback and the energy that clubs from and people from all across the country have shown during this. I mean, there is, a legitimate want by thousands and thousands of people and hundreds and hundreds of clubs to come together, work with all the parties that need to be worked with, get all the people to the table to work out a way for this to be able to happen. And that's, that's what we've been working on. And I think it's important to note that, you know, that movement of, clubs and organizations across the country it, it started a little over a hundred when that letter was sent the news broke there were there were some stories that came out in the independent in the 18 sport business uh, Marsa in spain um grant wall eventually uh even did a, a little video uh blog post um on social media uh, about it and that once that news broke um, we went from a little over 100 we are now like knocking on the door of 300 like if you're watching mm -hmm. this show and you have not signed the letter and you're like does my voice matter I'm, I'm just going to tell you that the count is so close to 300 that if you would just motivate yourself to go to wrk.mn forward slash letter and sign that thing, you might be the club that sends us over 300. That's how close we are. And um, it's it's been really, really amazing to see the, the outpouring of support from all over the country. Um, I know that you, you talked to... Uh, people across the country like I do in in terms of uh, specifically with this project. And uh, I've heard so many uh, comments of support, uh, amazement, astonishment that uh, that 
the, the number keeps growing and climbing. I think a lot of people thought that once once this was kind of out of the bag, it might kind of s- slow down. Instead, it's been the opposite. It started to, to speed up and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, I know personally, I, I would love to see this number hit 500 uh, in the next few weeks. And I think we can do that. Uh, very easily. Uh, again, sh- you know, shameless plug here for the project. Go to wrk.mn forward slash letter. There you will find the the letter that you can sign on if if you are a an American Soccer Club, and and um, add your name and your club to the list of endorsements, asking for this conversation to begin. So it, it's been amazing work on that part, um, and you've you've been been doing an incredible job in reaching out and getting to people. I'll say this, uh, over the weekend here in Charleston, West Virginia, there was a, uh, a kind of large, um, tournament. We have like this beautiful new, you know, multi-field turf facility. And, and, uh, one of the local clubs brought in almost 150, you know, youth teams. And, um, I was approached by, people like you know i i'm i'm obviously locally known in the soccer community and i was approached by so many people that wanted to talk about this letter that i had no idea cared about it and i was approached by multiple club personnel that said that their clubs were having meetings so that they could figure out at the board level whether they were going to sign on and i mean just the conversation around it was something that at this, you know, at, at a level that I, I had no clue. I mean, I knew that that people that were, you know, for a, a gov- you know, a, a political term of policy wonks, you know, that, that they cared about this subject and they were really into it and they do a lot of research and they read and they share and they care. But these were just... you know, air quote, regular soccer people that coach and referee and our parents that I didn't really know cared about this subject. And they do like, and, um, that's been the most amazing thing that I think, uh, that I've noticed from all of this is just how really engaged regular old fashioned soccer people are in this discussion and now that they have a tangible way that they feel like that they can help they're trying to help you know people are emailing their directors of coaching and club presidents and they're saying why is our club signing this why are we not signing this you know can we sign this and they're doing it and that's what's making this a truly grassroots effort to change the way the game is you know, ran in this country is, is that everybody who sees this project, sees this letter and they want the club that their kid plays for or that they coach at or, or they play for as an adult player, they want their club to sign on. They can help make that happen by just sharing the information about what the letter is, how to sign it with their club and engage in a conversation about how important it is and, through those actions, those tangible actions, they can help, you know, grow this letter and the support for this, you know, case at, at CAS and the um, 
grows a group of people that is calling for discussions to happen, you know, with the Federation and CONCACAF and FIFA to, to help make this happen. You know, that is is so important, too. I, I think that, um, that, that people are, are missing the, the point on um, sometimes about the macro level issues that we have um, in, in terms of, man, this is so much bigger than me. This is, is, is so much um, so far beyond what I can do. You can you can do something with this. This is something that every club, every person, parent, father, mother, uh, even players that play at these clubs, you can reach out to your club and say, look, what are you guys doing in regards to supporting this this effort to give access and opportunity? And that that's the point to me. I, I spent the first part of the show kind of talking a little bit about promotion and relegation and what it really is it is it is mm-hmm. it, it's it's beyond just a a competitive format of right. of connected leagues it's what happens as a result of the connected leagues and that is a connected system that system mm-hmm. means opportunity it means access and um and so that is 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 the real important part here um as we as we look at what can we do where we are to make a difference? Well, you can speak up. You can reach out to your club. You can, you can, um, if you, if you were an executive at the club, you can meet with your board and say, look guys, we need to read this letter, look at what it says and, and sign on. And, and I've seen, Mm -hmm. I've seen this. I mean, you, you, you've seen it as well. Uh, so many clubs who have gone, they have read the letter and then signed it, and then they they've reached out to me, and I, I know several have reached out to you, basically going, man, you know, like um, I I wish we'd have signed this like a few weeks ago. I didn't even, you know, I was I sat down, I read the letter, and and this is amazing, you know, and 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 where are you guys at? How can what can I do to help more? Um, yeah. with, with the, you know, um, with the, the whole process. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's very simple there at the last available count, there are around 9,000, you know, what can be considered clubs in the United States, youth and adults, 9,000 clubs. And, um, if we can just reach 10%, that's 900 of them. If we can get 10%, that's 900 clubs to sign on. And 900 is a huge number, but 10% isn't. And there is no way for us to just, you know, CC all 9,000 clubs in the United States. You know, there is no mass marketing, you know, available to anyone. That that list just doesn't exist. But what does exist is people who care about this game. And, um, you know, taking a few minutes and talking to the people that are in charge of your club the club that you care about, whether it's professional or amateur, youth or adult, it doesn't matter. Just take a few minutes, share the information, you know, explain to them why it's important, you know, why you think it's important for them to sign on and uh, attempt to get them to sign on. And um, let's go from there. If, if, you know, if today, you know, a few dozen people send a few dozen emails 
And then tomorrow, the same thing happens. Next thing you know, we're going to be at 300, then 500, then 900. And at a certain point, you can no longer ignore what is happening. You know, U.S. soccer cannot ignore, you know, 10, 20, 30 percent of its constituents. Well, I I don't think they're I don't think they're ignoring it now. I think I think, you know, we've gotten uh, an initial response from from Carlos Cordero, the president of U.S. soccer. Um, And and we've we've heard, you know, feedback from around, you know, members who um, are part of U.S. soccer. And if you're trying to figure out who's a member, who's not a member, what's the structure, it's, it's a mess. And and we we will we'll get into some of the the structure in upcoming shows and and look at you know what is us soccer how is it constructed how does it work but some of these members are are uh, state associations organizations uh, that operate mm-hmm. in each state and in some states there are actually two different state associations because the state is so large in terms of registration numbers and so um we, you know, I've heard back, I know you've heard back from state associations who, who are also, um, you know, getting feedback from the Federation, hearing conversations between themselves, talking about the letter. And, 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 and that's the really, really cool part about this project is that we are seeing interest in, in a, in a positive way from all spectrums of U.S. soccer and levels mm-hmm. professional to amateur adult to youth coast to coast north south i mean it's from all over the place so that you know when you look at politics and i'm I, I'm look, look and on top on top of that from people who had never engaged in the conversation before or only engaged in a negative way like that i think that that has been one of the most exciting developments about bringing all these people together is is the positive nature has allowed people who were scared or leery of joining in are joining in when it comes to people who have the ability politically to exert pressure you know on the federation and it to to i mean i don't know i i've only been involved with you know, the state association for a couple of years. And I think people that follow along with me on social media know the first time I went to the AGM, you know, to vote for the president, you know, the U.S. president, U.S. Soccer Federation presidential election two AGMs ago. You know, that was my first experience. So I can't say how the conversation was 10 or 20 years ago and whatever, but it really feels different talking to a lot of people right now than it did even two years ago. And I think that a lot of the work that advocates have done with um, being sharing information and then this project, it's allowing people, you know, that deep down inside know things need to change. And they know this would be a positive to finally go, yes, this is this is something that I can get behind, that we can get behind and organizationally we can get behind. I mean, I know that myself and, and yourself, we both talked to organizations like this all the time and some of the feedback that we've heard has been you know almost 180 degrees different than it was two years ago and it's amazing it is amazing 
and 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 it's encouraging because what I was about to, to say about politics, and I, I'm not going to get into American politics, left, right. That's a mess, and uh, that that's a whole whole another. Uh, uh, genre of talk talk radio that <laughs> we're not going to go down that path right. at all. But when you're looking at polling in 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 terms of a political conversation, and you get into sample size, I would say that based off of where the support is coming from here with this campaign, from the geographically. The, the, the spread is diverse. It's all over the country. Mm -hmm. Levels, it's pr from professional to amateur. It is mm -hmm. from adult to youth to generational, mm -hmm. meaning a club has uh, an adult team. First team, it has youth teams underneath. So that, you know, there's kind of three classes of clubs, youth, adult, and then combination or what, what I call generational clubs. The support is coming from all aspects. And so when you when you go from you know 100 plus to now nearly 300 and that number continues to grow, it only for me convinces me that the overwhelming majority when presented with the right information are in favor of a system mm -hmm. that gives them access and opportunity. That that innately, I think that every club in America wants a federation for all clubs, not a federation that picks winners and losers. And mm -hmm. and and when given the opportunity to speak up in a um, non-hostile way, it's not. This is not a you know um, hot-blooded angry mob style, you know, burn everyone. At the, th that's not what this is about. This is a cordial uh, request of the Federation to say, look, we as American soccer clubs and organizations want to have a real conversation about opportunity and access. Now, mm -hmm. it's, it, it's about the conversation about promotion and relegation, but you can sub those words out. It's the same thing. Promotion and relegation, access and opportunity. What comes as a result of promotion and relegation is access and opportunity. If you want access and opportunity, then you then by necessity, that means promotion and relegation. It means a system that is connected. Um, and, and so... I'm gonna I, I'm gonna throw up here on the the screen the um, link if you are a, an American soccer club and you are interested in this campaign and you're trying to maybe you're you're not the ultimate decision maker maybe you are are on the board maybe you are uh, one of the coaches at the club I don't know I don't know what what your standing is with the club. But uh, whatever that is, send them, go to a meeting, take them to the link, whatever it is, go to wrk.mn forward slash letter. And that will bring you to the page where you can actually read the letter. You can sign the letter. You will get a copy of the letter emailed to you 
for your records along with your your digital signature you will be added to the list of clubs and organizations signing on as endorsers every day we are seeing clubs sign this letter i mean it's it's not a a one-time thing it's every day this continues to grow which is which is the beauty of this campaign it is truly organic it is at the grassroots it's exactly what you were talking about chris in terms of the the um interest level the the um the the excitement level of these clubs and their coaches and their parents who are going look this is something we can get behind and um you know i i like i said i look forward to this thing continuing to grow and go um as we kind of wrap up what what do you see uh, as the next thing for the campaign where, where do you where do you see this going as we reach 300 well you know i think that uh honestly the the next step is possibly asking for um international support you know uh you know federations from all across the world you know are asked to follow fifa bylaws and um they do it and uh there's no reason why you know these other federations have to do it and uh the, the u.s soccer doesn't so the the next logical step while we're continuing to ask clubs in the united states to uh support the you know the movement towards following fifa bylaws you know you know the to uh ask foreign um federations to uh support american clubs in their ask of our confederation and the and fifa to you know ask and compel u.s soccer to follow its rules well chris i i agree with you i think that the 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 next step is just continuing to build this momentum in this campaign continuing to reach out to people around the country letting them know that the more people come in contact with it the more people are signing up so um there i i've even had people i, I don't know if i I've, uh, I've even shared this with you um i've had people who have reached out to me and said, I love what you're doing. I have paid for ads of the content that you guys have put out about the campaign to run on social media in select markets. Like they have, That's amazing. They have taken money out of their own pocket to promote the campaign going, thank you for what you're doing. I'm, I, I, I'm a hypocrite if I don't help, and here's how I can help. And they have actually gone and promoted posts promoted content paid con paid for the promotions out of their own pocket to I, I don't think that i can and you can you know say any more than this is truly a grassroots movement it totally. wouldn't have got to 300 i don't know 300 clubs you know and i don't think you do either you know it has literally taken the efforts of regular everyday soccer people in this country to share it, to, to get to here. And the more and more people do the, do the work, just like you're talking about, whether it's just sending emails 
you know, if you want to spend money and promote, you know, Facebook posts and tweets and Instagram and whatever, you know, it, it, it will take all of this for us to be able to reach 9,000, all 9,000 clubs. And when we do that, I am confident that the amount of clubs that sign on will blow people's minds. I agree completely. Chris, thanks for coming on the show. Look forward to having you on uh, very soon with some more updates and to, to talk about even more things about promotion relegation, soccer in West Virginia, et cetera, et cetera. As always, my friend, uh, thanks for coming on and uh, look forward to talking to you soon. All right. Thanks for having me. That was Chris Kessel uh, with the show and coming on the show, our, our first guest. And uh, really, really excited to have uh, had him on and to talk about this campaign. It is, it really is, as Chris was saying, a grassroots movement. Um, it is, it is growing every day. Clubs are reaching out uh, every day to to see how they can get on uh, get onto the campaign, sign on as endorsers. And um, and again, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that link up, um, you know, one more time. It's wrk.mn forward slash letter, and um, you know that's where you can you can go and read the letter, sign the letter, join the the campaign, and uh, you know we would love to have your support if you are a club based here in America to basically just come together and say, look, we want to have a conversation about open access and, uh, and opportunity. So, um, you know, thanks for, for, uh, tuning into the show and for, um, you know, listening in to, to, to the, the conversation with Chris. I, I know that, that we are, uh, working every day to, um, to, to take this campaign to the next level. And uh, like this show, we're just getting started. So thanks again for tuning in. Thanks for for um, all of your support, all of your feedback. Uh, look forward to connecting with you on social media and uh, hit me up with any questions or thoughts. Hashtag DW show. Again, that's all for today. Look forward to uh, getting back with you tomorrow. Strength I found There's nothing I can't do